Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on Minute 21, which begins with Tony Fisher asking Angel what made him choose Sanford and ends with Angel admitting to having seen his fair share of action. Tony Fisher, where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Tony Fisher. Is that Tony Bobby Fisher? Bobby Fisher. Bobby Fisher. Oh man, uh, it took me a minute to remember that uh, learn that Bobby Fisher was real as a kid. I thought he was just like a mythological figure. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had a weird, I had a weird view on reality as a kid. Like Bobby Fisher once played chess against the devil and won. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of uh, like Daniel Webstery, <laughs> yeah. Davy Crockett, where it's like, oh yeah, oh Davy Crockett was actually real. Yeah, Johnny just, Appleseed Johnny actually Appleseed. real. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so we're in this. Uh, we're at lunch. With the with the with the crew, yes, um, with the team, the squad, the squad, and uh, it's uh, it's awkward, you know, it's awkward. Yeah, you know, it it, it it it's it's tremendously human. I mean, everyone that's had a first day at work has had a first lunch break at work, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm 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 self-professed. I sometimes prefer eating lunch in my car. I mean, you know, like yeah. I don't know, just new interactions and new, I don't know, and this is. I just find it really relatable. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. just kind of like you're trying to be friendly. You're throwing kind of like a vague sense of humor at people because you well, don't really. I, yeah, it's also different because it's this is a career versus just like a job. Yes. Like, like I eat, I would eat lunch in my car all the time when I would work a job that I was like, I don't want to get to know these people. I'm not going to work here very but long. Now you're in a career. Right now that I'm in like a career position, it's mm. like I, yeah, I probably I would never do this now. Yeah, you'd be the guy who eats in his car. I would never be that guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, and this is great. And we're we're met with an immediate needle drop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now this is Baby Fratelli by the Fratellis, uh, released on the twelfth of March two thousand and seven. Uh, this was uh, named by Time Magazine as one of the uh, best songs of the year. Uh, high energy ode to the thrill of stupidity. Thus, it's prominent piece on the Hot Fuzz soundtrack. Not sure what I'm supposed to make of that. Uh, Time, <laughs> Time Magazine writer Josh Tyrangiel. Hmm. But uh, yeah, you know the Fratellis is really something that sends me back to the mid 2000s mm-hmm. in a way that I assume bands like better than Ezra mm-hmm. send people of a certain age back to like the nineties. Yeah. Which is like, Oh boy. Yeah. The Fratellis. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you have that first CD with like the, the iTunes song or were you, were you, were you buying CDs at that point? Uh, 2007, I was still buying some CDs, but I didn't, I didn't get the Fratellis. I bought this. This was a CD that was in like my first ever car. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, is this the newest song on the Hot Fuzz soundtrack? You know, there's a couple of like 06, 07 songs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're kind of like I think like XTC is gonna save me. No, that might be like a throwback song. Yeah, but if this came out in March of 2007, that's the same month that Hot Fuzz was released. That's if I'm true. not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, 
maybe maybe it, it it does have the honor of being like the most recent yeah because and it makes sense because it's playing on the radio right like they're at lunch this could be on just like the right. local like radio station top yeah. of the pops it's the uh it's the the chad kroger hero of the hot fuzz soundtrack yes yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah right yeah. the kids oh man yeah so uh yeah it's just interesting cuz it fits perfectly in the in the in the movie like I can't imagine any other song playing in that moment yeah, it's but the it's, perfect pub song Yeah it's perfect but it's just so it's so interesting because it's not it's not what I would come to expect Well yeah in the way like the movie is Edgar Wright movies are known for such you know, kind of more hipstery, for lack of a better word, just like kind of like, oh, yeah. like here's a T Rex B side, here's right. a Kink song you haven't really heard of, and it's right. like, oh, here's the Fratellis, right, 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 because he, because Edgar Wright has such a like encyclopedic knowledge of music, yes, that he can just needle drop anything, um, and it it's like perfect. He knows like the, the perfect song. I think that's like a big part of his success is like. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I think that's why the editing works as well as it does because he know always knows the perfect song to cut a scene to. Sure, yeah. it's just part of his natural storytelling mm-hmm. reflexes. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so delicious looking prop beer. Yeah, yeah, looks good. Looks good. Who knows what it really is? Um, they did. De- they describe what it's made of in the World's End bonus features. Uh, okay. But I don't remember. But I just remember they said that it's very difficult to chug because of the taste. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Because I guess it's got to have, it's got to be fizzy mm-hmm. to look like beer. And it's it's got to be able to have a head on it. And it's just like a whole, it's yeah. a whole thing. I guess, um, I guess I just really admire, in a, for, you know, for a, a big comedy, a big fun comedy like this. The Sanford Police Department really do have kind of a subtle, understated relationship with one another. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know, thinking of, not to sound this guy, but to think of the, the American version of of Hot Fuzz, the idea of it being like a like a mid-2000s frat pack comedy with like Vince Vaughn. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I, I don't know, I can kind of picture it being like, oh, they have all these inside jokes and stuff that make them like these guys are friends they're practically family and it's just just the right no one here is like too comfortable with one another yet they're always together like even the andes are like they're all sitting in a circle they're they're common you know what would be really fun to do what um what if there was like a a website where uh uh they had filmmakers american filmmakers very earnestly remake films that should never be remade at like in a trailer form Okay. I'm yeah. just being like, this is what this remake would look like, and this is why you don't want it. And it almost like almost to like take the power away from Hollywood in a way. Sure. Okay. Where it's like we're not making the whole movie, we're just making a trailer. So technically it counts as satire. Mm-hmm. But like the point would be like, yeah, let's talk about what would a hot fuzz what a, what an American remake of Hot Fuzz look like. And then let's shoot it as a trailer and show you how terrible of an idea that is. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like uh, or even like like in the positive side, maybe like there's always that question of like the movie, the, the multiplex in heaven mm-hmm. where you can see like Stanley Kubrick's Napoleon movie. Oh, sure. You know, like what if, what if he had gotten to do this? Like what if yeah. like Sam Raimi had gotten to make Spider-Man four? Well, see, those ones are more complicated because you would need to get that filmmaker. 
Yeah. Or or it takes away the fun. And sure. Stanley Kubrick's dead. Yeah. And I don't think Sam Lam- Raimi would be able to get to make that Lam- Spider-Man trailer. Lampooning is, is sort of easier to do than mm-hmm. like emulating. And, right. And it's and also, again, the the key to not getting sued would be that it's satire. Mm, okay. Um, because if it's not satire, it's not protected. Got it. Um but uh, but yeah, like I just think that that I, I don't know. I thought you were picture you were talking about like like Vince Vaughn as Nicholas Angel like in a in an American Hot Fuzz, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, like I don't want that movie, but I do want to like feel what that would feel like, and so like I kind of want sure, to see sure. it just on a theoretical level. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of other examples. I mean, it's such a weird. Well, even like even I mean any of Edgar Wright's uh, like if any they got... of the Cornetto movies. Yeah. Um, or like, uh, I don't know, like Train to Busan or, um, is that how you spell it? Pronounce it? Busan? I think so. Busan. Um, uh. I want to see it in print. Yeah. The Raid. Right. Like what an American Raid would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to make or freaking uh, Escaped from New York remake. Oh yeah. Escaped Back to the Future remake. This is all it would be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just stuff like that. Look, this is, look, here it is. (laughs) Here it is. You want this? This is what it would be. Yeah. 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 Um. I don't know. And then it would be so fun if it would like backfire where it's like, oh, actually, this is pretty great. And now Hollywood's going to make this remake and everyone's like kind of OK with it because they were like, well, that trailer was pretty good. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, it'll be done. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and then it becomes like that Black Mirror episode about Waldo. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, the oh, worst, no, the I'm last... actually Prime Minister. <laughs> I don't know, can't remember. Well, is that still the worst Black Mirror episode? I, I haven't like seen all a... of them, so I can't really say that with authority anymore. I think there's a worst one now. I'm pretty sure. I've heard that there's one that like everyone... It's, it's become the new Waldo moment, where that's the de facto... like. Well, it wasn't Waldo moment. Yeah. I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't remember. Hated in the Nation? I heard, I heard some people didn't like that one. I don't remember that one. Hmm. Right. Anyway. anyway, um. Anyway, yeah. That should be if I ever get to a place where I can just like be like um Jason Reitman and like where I have like a lot of oh, like theoreticals live reading like like live reading or whatever. Like if I can be at that level of Jason Reitman where I can just like pull a bunch of resources together to do a fun thing. Yeah. Like I think that would be my like pull a bunch of resources that, together. They do, to do like a fun an American thing. Hot Fuzz reading. No, 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 oh, no. No, the trailer. Right no, this trailer website. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Specifically, this trailer website. No, got no, it, no. Um. But yeah, this is uh, this is great, and you know, a kind of thinking about it from the aspect of Hot Fuzz as a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a great early romantic comedy scene. It's a group lunch, you know, and this is in this moment when Nicholas Angel has a, that snap. Like, have you ever been stabbed? Mm-hmm. It sucks, Dick. Sit down, you know. Yeah, that's kind like, of well, what. Well, I have, and well, I have. and 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 Danny just turn whip turns oh. like. Oh my God! Yeah, and what? It really is like the like you listen to the Smiths. Kind yeah. Of like, like oh my God, you're the thing that I've been dreaming about all my life. It's oh, classic. Man. It's 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 a great rom com. It is. It really is. You're right. It is. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the trick, right? Is that weirdly, you know, everyone says that there's a rom com and there's like a bunch of people who be like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Blah sure. blah blah. They're two straight men. Shut up. Blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Because no one knows how to have fun. Um, but what it really is, it is a romantic comedy, but I think the reason that people don't see the tropes Mm -hmm. is because the male lead is Danny. Oh yeah. Nick, Nick is the female character. Yeah. He's the outside. Like, who's that? Right. That's Nicholas Angel. He just, he's like the Cameron Diaz in the mask. Right. Right. Not a rom-com. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Cause it always is like a new, he's the one who is. 
He's the one who is from uh, the big city. No, he's from yeah. the he's from yes, he is from the big city. But like, he's the one that is uh, has a is on a good career track, but unlucky in love. Yeah, he's he's like Sandra Bullock in the proposal. Yeah, well, and every, like every, everyone, every, yeah, every, that, everyone. That's like, everyone has like I guess a yeah. <laughs> ten things I hate about but you. Yeah, I mean, like every like in, you know, if, yeah, not if, that one. If Nicholas Angel was like, how to lose a guy in ten days. But yeah, like one. in the version of this movie where Nicholas Angel is like played by Kate Blanchett, there probably would be a scene where it's like, you know, you're never going to get married, Nicola, if you don't, if you don't settle down. But like, that's sort of what happens yeah, yeah, with Kate Blanchett. Like yeah. Kate Blanchett says like, you you're never, you're never going to find somebody unless you learn to love yeah. until you find somebody who you learn, love more than your job. Yeah. Like normally it's like the boyfriend's moving out and it's like, you're never going to change Kate. But like now it's Nicholas Angel. Right. And I think, I think because Nicholas Angel is the, Arguably the more masculine of the two sure, of them. Sure, the more alpha, the more like macho. Right. Yeah. Alpha, that's a good way to okay. put it. Yeah. He's a little more alpha. I think people don't see him as the female uh, uh, the yeah. female uh, archetype yeah. in a romantic comedy. Like who's the girl in the relationship. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, like people are going to assume it's Danny. Yeah. But I think it is the other way around. I think Danny yeah. is like the Joseph Gordon-Levin in 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, and, and Danny, yeah, and, and you know, or like Danny is kind of the like small town girl that like never left the city and still dreams of a bigger life, but is also like very comfortable in her like place in the world, you know, like where it's uh-huh. like, I, I, I dream of another life, but I'm also like comfortable in this like little village that I yeah. live in, in the English countryside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then, Oh my gosh, here comes Nicholas Angel. Now you're mixing, now you're mixing up my archetypes. Yeah, I am. I am. That's <laughs> uh, great. And it's, but yeah, yeah, you're totally right. That is what this is. This is, this is that, uh, uh, overhearing, uh, overhearing, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt listening to Smiths in the, in the elevator and singing along, like totally. Yeah, I've been stabbed. I've been stabbed. What? Oh my God. I've been dreaming about you my whole life. Uh, I'm just always going to be a fan of the, uh, the Sanford police department laughing at one, at each other's jokes. Yeah. It's true. They're just really generous with that. And, uh, it is. It's nice. Uh, yeah, so... I love the Andes in this scene, because they're just so grumpy, but they refuse to be separate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I love how, um, I love how, uh, what's the difference? Cart, 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 it's, 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 uh, Wainwright and Cartwright? Is that right? Um, is that right? (laughs) My God. Um, anyway, the, uh... Cartwright. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember which is which. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to do this probably the whole movie. Uh, but uh, uh, it's uh, almost easier to say Patty Considine or Rafael Spall. Yeah, it is. Patty Considine when uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Patty Considine the way he smokes cigarettes. Oh, it's great! This, it's a great it's, like shot. Oh man, he's just staring him down and just like, I mean, like it's so funny because they're like obviously not inhaling. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just like the actors or if that's like a <laughs> if that's like uh like how a like like a move. Like a like a like a like like a this statement. is how this is what the character would do. Yeah. Like the yeah. character is just smoking to look cool. He doesn't actually want to smoke. Yeah. And what's great is like it's revealed in this minute that the Andes are like just as a part of the community as anyone else. Like they are very deliberately choosing to project this different energy mm-hmm. of just like, and I, I don't know. I love that despite where they are, they've become this. Yeah. I love this. Uh, the mustache bit's great. The mustache, I mean, the mustache bit is like an all time classic in this movie for sure. I love the mustache bit. Um, They're a different kind of dick. Cause I mean, yeah. if you think about the archetype and like point break, 
or like cop out in the worst case scenario. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's always like, hey, these guys, whatever, right. you can't, didn't do it. But they're doing something different where they're just oh, like man. really annoyed. I forgot about the rival cops in, in cop out. It was, uh, it was Adam Brody and, um, what is his name? Uh, boy, uh, oh boy, oh the, boy. the, the father-in-law in, uh, Mrs. Maisel. Um, Tony, no, 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 not Tony. Shalhoub, no, uh, <laughs> the dad. Yeah. Uh, father-in-law, the other guy, uh, oh, man. Kevin Pollack, Kevin Pollack. Yeah. Kevin, right. Kevin Pollack and, <laughs> and Seth Cohen, Seth Cohen, Where's that Adam movie? Brody and Adam Brody and, and, and yeah, Kevin Pollack. Fitzboyle and Bushwick. Oh man. That's so weird. Um, Anyway, so uh, Bob Walker says, yes. uh, translation, you city boys think you can do better. Okay. And that's what everybody laughs at. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, everything's always like 15 to 20% funnier when like a really old person says it because it's, it's also comforting. Like, oh, they're still there. <laughs> they're still alive. They're still kicking. They're, inter- they're interacting with the moment. Yeah. They've got, they've got thoughts they and know, feelings. They know where they are. <laughs> Um, this, uh, this thing where Angel says it wasn't my intention to upset the apple cart, which is, uh, I, I, I have to assume is just in the same book as that's as may be. Mm hmm. That's as may be. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of how, like, I don't know the American equivalent of you hear people like Norm Macdonald, they'll still say like man alive. Mm-hmm. They'll still kind of hold on to those like sayings from a previous century. Right. And then, and then Cartwright says, oh, because uh, we all sell apples, apples. down here, don't we? Yeah. And he's like, your dad sells apples, Andy, and raspberries. And raspberries, yeah. And it's just like they're not they're not cool. Like they're not they're, they're not as from the big city as I maybe previously thought. They probably grew up here just like everyone else. Yeah. Um, so jumping into Sergeant Fopwell's grave, I've never heard of Ooh. jumping into someone's grave before. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's it has a Dickensian morbosity, morbidosity to it. Yeah. It's the same as, is dancing on a grave. Like sure. I looked it up and it's oh, a okay. similar, it's a similar turn of phrase. But like they like, mean this kind of the same thing, but it means like to replace someone before the dirt's even. Yeah. Died, so to speak. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, weird. Weird turn of phrase that I'd never really heard of before. This I'd movie. be interested to know how long Poppinwell was in service on the job. Popwell? Popwell. Or Fop- Fopwell? Fopwell. Fopwell. It says Fopwell in the script. I've always, th- I've thought, I think I've thought they've been saying Popwell this whole time, but yeah. maybe. Great maybe big bushy Popwell. beard. G B B B. Great big bushy beard. G triple B. Yeah. G triple B. But yeah, like like how long was he a part of this team before he was uh you know sacrificed? Wicker man. I don't know. I don't know. I I can't imagine longer than like I don't know, three to six months probably. Okay. Um maybe nine months. I don't know. So who was it before? Did they just keep killing the chief of police or did I, people get transferred? Like, maybe. I well not the chief of police, the sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah. Because there's only so many of them. It just it really goes to show you like they could easily just pull in a rookie. And promote one of these idiots, but they're they're all so bad at their jobs that they can't promote any of yeah, them. Yeah, they're like, well, who would who would take on new responsibilities? Yeah, none of them. Like, like yeah, Doris kind of does seem to be the most capable, mm-hmm. just in terms of like, which doesn't seem she'd be actively bad at anything. Yeah, but like you said, like maybe she's perfectly comfortable where they are, where she is, and maybe that's that's sort of the statement here is that none of them want to move up like they're no, all very yeah, just good, very comfortable very good point yeah like none of them seem very 
let's do this. Let's make a difference. Right. Not until the end of the movie. Yeah. It's kind of like, isn't it funny that we're in police uniforms? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the thought of us being police. This really is a a story about how uh, uh, a new person's influence can like change everyone, including himself. Right. Yeah. You know, like he really changes like the whole group, but then they also like Danny changes him. Yeah. It'd be funny to see a hot fuzzy in story, but like in a school, mm-hmm. like a teacher comes in and like acclimates to like a new school environment and oh, like yeah. inspires the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good will hunting just waiting to happen. Yeah. The CIA gets involved. <laughs> I mean, maybe not that part. Sure. The feel-good part, yeah, not the yeah. weird part. William Goldman parts. I'm yeah, just kidding. Right. That's a, that's a myth. Uh, I mean, you're right. You're correct. I don't know. I don't believe that. I you think, don't? I don't think he really... I think he read it. I don't know. I don't know if he, like, rewrote shit. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's one of the... They've ne- it's the fact that they've never written anything since. <laughs> yeah. Because the, yeah. they're too scared to follow up on that. Yeah, I just wrote a play that was about that, but it was, like, um, like a family. Oh. Anyway. Uh, uh, so... <laughs> so... Before we go too far off track. Oh, shit. He's talking about plays. <laughs> um, stab vest. Yeah. Yeah. He's always, yeah. Nicholas is wearing his stab vest. Can I say something? I could just, you ever just, can I assume stuff about myself if I was in different situations? If I was a cop, mm-hmm. just knowing how I am with clothes and stuff, I would wear my vest all the time. Well, yeah, I would. I would, too, I think. I would because, just like the tight feeling of, like, I'm wearing my vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, and I think it would be, it'd just be like, I feel like a police officer. Yeah, it would, like, like improve my posture. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the same way that sometimes I enjoy the feeling of wearing, like, a suit jacket or a blazer. Right. Because it kind of just, like, fits, form fits a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, like, or, I've always liked laying a life, a life preserver. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just, mm. oh, cool. <laughs> What's with the life preserver, kid? Uh, <laughs> always come back. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So I looked up uh, stab vest versus bulletproof vest. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, they are two different things. Although, uh, for the most part, um, the there there are very few vests that are just stab vests anymore at least that i can purchase in america okay um most of them are combination vests or just bulletproof vests maybe it's something that's been phased out with age is that you don't need a stab vest specifically anymore because now they come in combos yeah uh, i think that's probably somewhat true i also wonder if stab vests are more of a thing in england because people don't have guns right so there's less of a danger of being stabbed here there's more of a danger of getting fucking shot right exactly yeah so you need both okay because it could be either one whereas in the uk it's like well not many people are dying of just random gun deaths but people are getting stabbed right i bet the only people that have bulletproof vests in england are uh the armed forces that we talked about sure Um, the, the the armed uh whatever um i imagine that that's probably yep. uh the case oh uh and yeah and, it, and it's been so great hearing from uh l- listeners across the pond who who have experience in law enforcement it's, mm-hmm. it's been such a gift to hear you know just you guys experience with this movie and also just your experiences in life i mean it's yeah it's, the only, it's the only good thing about facebook yeah that's the reason i haven't deleted my facebook yet even though they're probably creating like a fucking clone of me or something in the <laughs> um the uh the uh, uh, cheapest uh, bulletproof vest with uh, stab vest material, sure. like combination vest, um, that I found was $230. How much is a Nintendo Switch? 
three hundred. Okay, so cheaper than a Nintendo Switch. Three hundred, yeah, <laughs> cheaper than a Nintendo Switch. You know, there's some things that I wouldn't feel good about paying a not a lot of money about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh boy, this is yeah, this is a stab fest, but I spent like forty bucks on it. I'm like, yeah, two thirty. That's like, I'm, I, I, I trust that. I trust this. Yeah. And if you want to see a man stab himself in the stomach while wearing a stab-proof vest, it's there YouTube. are YouTube videos of this. Thanks, YouTube. Yep. Because people are idiots. Watch the skies. Idiots. Anyway. YouTube's a cesspool. It sure is. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's going to that's gonna get played back in my lifetime at some point. <laughs> YouTube's a cesspool. <laughs> Uh, in uh, January of two, uh, two, 2019, you were quoted as saying, YouTube is a cesspool. Mr. President. <laughs> Mr. President. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So, anyway, this, this whole scene is really is really great. I do think it's interesting that none of them are ordering food. No, yeah. It's, it's uh, which is, it kind of makes the 1130 beers even more pronounced. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not eating anything with it. Yeah, maybe they're like getting apps. Maybe they just got some apps on the way. Maybe. Uh, although I, I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know what this what this pub even offers food wise. Food, yeah. But uh, I also find it interesting. Um, again, maybe one of our British listeners can let us know. Uh, what is the difference between the pint glasses that the that the Andes? Uh, and, uh, and, and Danny and the others are drinking out of versus this, this weird, well, he's, he's drinking out of like, it's actually like a, almost like a coffee mug with like rigid, like weird, like, 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 like plaid ridge things in it. It reminds me of a root beer barrel. Yeah. It's like a root beer barrel glass that, that, um, that, uh, Tony, uh, Fisher is drinking out of. I never like what kind of beers go in that glass versus a pint glass. I never know what I'm getting when I order a beer. I never know if I'm getting a can or a pint glass or yeah. a bigger pint. I just like this is kind of what I want. Yeah. And then it comes to me and I'm like I guess this is the way that it's supposed to be presented. Right. That's true. Um, I always prefer a pint glass. Uh, sometimes if the if the place has pint glasses, I will ask specifically for oh. a pint glass. Um, you know even. what you want when you step into a restaurant. I well, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pot with pasta with beer. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's true. Um, oh yeah, the the El Dente. The El Dente yeah, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm nice about it though. I'm not. No, no, no. You, yeah. You're just like, hey, like this is. I know what I want, and like you just. Kind Can of, you guys do this? No. Okay, then well, I'll, I'll order something else. else. Yeah, no big deal. Sure. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he's even got his little walkie, just in case. Yeah, that's they're all true. there. No one's at the. No one's at the. It's gone. It's empty. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jim Broadbent stayed doing God knows what. You know what's understated about a uh, uh, police officer's uniform is the tie. Yeah, they have to wear a tie every day. Yeah, but it's understated because it's covered with the vest. That's true. So you don't really like notice it much. And yeah, it isn't until the vest comes off, like when they're at the office. That yeah. You say, like, oh, they're all wearing ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a it's a good look. I like that. I like that. Um, anyway, so, uh, so that's, uh, I think that's minute 21. I think it is too. Guys, uh, are you on Facebook? If you are, you should check out the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub there and, uh, talk to us about, uh, this movie and, and the minutes that we're talking about and all the things that we're talking about. If you know more about the things that we're talking about than we do, and you probably do, you yeah. should, uh, go ahead and, uh, let us know on the Facebook group. We always appreciate, um, 
that sort of thing. Uh, oh, one one thing that kept coming up, and okay, everybody can stop sending this correction. Uh, everyone thought it was hilarious that uh, we didn't know that uh, Marche is uh, market in French. Oh, and that's what it is. But if you remember our conversation, it was like, oh, he's just saying this to sound fancy. Does that contradict what they're correcting us for, we, it, people? It's kind of like we under, It's kind of like how we were able to understand the context, right? But not why, right? Exactly. Like, oh, he's saying that to be fancy because it is French, right? And that's why people say Target. It's made to sound like Target in French. Mm-hmm. That's why they say that to sound fancier because the French language is considered fancier. Yeah. Guys, we got it, even if we didn't really get it. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for, because, yeah, I mean, now we know, we learned a little, like a little speck of French. How cool is it that we have <laughs> I guess that's true. listeners that know even a little French, you know? Yeah, I know. But they were all laughing at us when they said, when they corrected us. Yeah, but, you know, people laugh at Paddington Bear. But... I guess. All right. That's fair. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be lumped in with Paddington Bear. Sure. That's fine. When he falls down the stairs or like hits that window or whatever. Yeah, that's that's good. Or or uh, or, or, or or cleans his ears with the electric toothbrush. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, 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 floods his uh, his his human's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's goddamn bear. All right. Well, I'm gonna go have some marmalade. Special thanks to Patreon associate producer Ed Foster, and we'll be back tomorrow with minute twenty-two for the greater good. Yeah.